This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Plus CBD by CV Sciences. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD oil to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences. And now I'm excited about a new product from Plus CBD, Plus CBD Maximum Strength Soft Gels. They provide higher levels of CBD for the greatest impact on everyday health. And with pre-measured servings and no hemp flavor, Plus CBD Maximum Strength Soft Gels are a no-mess, no-fuss way to take advantage of CBD's myriad of benefits. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com and use coupon code HOFFMAN for 20% off. That's pluscbdoil.com. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly opportunity to field your questions, your opportunity to send us questions. Radio program at AOL.com is the destination. And with me today, Layla Newton, who is our nutritionist in residence. And she and I will hopefully uh, field some of your questions. Um how are you doing, Dr. Hoffman? All right. Well, you know, uh, it's it's mid-winter, uh, relatively mild winter here, and I'm managing to uh, continue some of my outdoor activities. Um, You're not still swimming, are you? Oh, I actually... In the wetsuit? I began swimming again, but not in the, not in the open oh, water. Good. Okay. Because <laughs> mercifully, my pool opened up to swimming. Oh, terrific. But it's kind of restricted. You have to, like, reserve a lane, yeah, and you have to make an appointment. You yeah. can't just show up. But uh, it was uh, pretty amazing. I had uh, my run of the pool the other day. I was like, you know, I felt like a like a billionaire. Like, Uh let me go to my, you know, professional pool Uh with not one, but two lifeguards in case I need like two people to pull me out of the pool. Mm. It was great. That's great. So I was able to swim. Um, I you know it went beyond my allocated half hour because it was nobody waiting, so it was it was great. Oh, I got, good! You I, could go over your appointment yeah, time. It, it was all good. So, yeah. so, so uh, uh, you know, exercising, trying to stay healthy and balanced amid uh, you know, it's it's kind of a a stagnant phase here because we're waiting for the um, herd immunity to kick in. You know, right. with the vaccine, we're waiting for you know. Apparently, in some places, enough people have gotten sick that we are sort of bending the curve downward. Yeah. Uh, there's some encouraging trends here in the northeast. Yes. But I hear that uh, Arizona is getting hit really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, some places in the south are getting hit really hard. Uh, the notion is that we got hit hard earlier, so yeah. we may have enough herd immunity to, you know, not, right. not perfect herd immunity, but some, you know, it's all relative. It's not an honor, all or nothing thing. Yeah. Um, I've got some uh, news to share with you uh, mm. before we get into questions. Uh, would it astonish <laughs> you to hear this one? Fried food intake linked to heightened serious heart disease and stroke risk. Wow. Do tell. Really? Yeah. They, I wonder how much money they had to expend to prove that. Uh, it says, fried food intake is, li- is linked to a heightened risk of major heart disease and stroke. According to the online journal Heart, um, this is a meta-analysis, a study of studies. 
So blah, 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 blah. You know, uh, they, in the, in the lowest category of weekly fried food consumption, what would that entail? Like get a bucket of chicken, you know, that bucket kind of thing. Bucket of chicken a week, maybe? French fries. Oh, French fries. fries are included. Fries, yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, deep fried shrimp. I mean, deep fried. Yeah. You know, when yeah. I was when I was in Europe, you know, in Belgium, they eat French fries with everything. With, oh, so really? you know, e- even with the waffle, <laughs> waffles and French fries. <laughs> right. Actually, I didn't have any. I had a lot of French fries, uh, but mm-hmm. you know, since then I can't remember the time I had French fries. Yeah. Uh, the highest intake of of fried foods associated with twenty eight percent heightened risk of major cardiovascular events. Uh, 22% heightened risk of coronary heart disease and a 37% heightened risk of heart failure. Okay. Wow. So big, big surprise. Frying boosts the production of chemical byproducts involved in the body's inflammatory response. Um, AGEs and acrylamide. Not to mention the caloric value and then also the... the, And uh, the pro-inflammatory oils that are being used. And it's often accompanied by sugar-sweetened drinks. You see, here's the other thing. Ah. Let's say you ate a paleo fried food diet. And a root beer? Yeah, no no sugar. Oh, okay. No sugar. Okay. They can't really study that in isolation because the very people who consume a lot of fried foods... I'm not saying fried foods are good for you. Yeah. But it may be amplified by the fact that it is a marker for poor, you know, kind of junk food consumption, poor sure. food consumption. Yeah. So I know they can't study in isolation. Uh, this item here, uh, another duh story. Successive governments' approach to obesity policies has destined them to fail. Mm. Mm. Okay, what they're saying here, they're basically saying, this is from England, University of Cambridge. The thing is that they put the onus on the individual. You mm-hmm. don't have enough willpower. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you should diet. You should be shamed into dieting. You should be exhorted to diet. You mm-hmm. should be exhorted to exercise. They're talking about unhealthy environments. Right. It's okay. as if, you know, we say, look, uh, if you want to avoid the effects of air pollution, hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Right, 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 right. You know, that's the proper analogy is because it's, it's, we're in what is termed, and I didn't coin the term, but it's a great term, an obesogenic environment. Yes, obesogenic It's the very environment. environment militates towards obesity by restricting exercise. I mean, there are places in the United States where you can't walk. Yeah. You know, you go for a walk. Yeah. And either a police cruiser pulls up, you know, so what That's are you doing? Right. It's, because they're in lockdown. So right. where are you going to... Well, gonna lockdown do? or even pre-lockdown, it's yes. in, in neighborhoods that are not conducive to exercise. True. No green areas. Yeah. You've got to cross major highways, take your life in your hands to get to a place, mm-hmm. you know, where you, so you've got to get in your car to go to a place to exercise. So you don't, you know. The, right. But that, that, in addition to the fact that you're... Uh, food deserts, mm-hmm. uh, lack of access to healthy food. Also, just when you go into, even like go to Whole Foods, the, the foods that cry out to you are the most obesogenic foods. Yes. Because the, the chip aisle, I mean, there's like two aisles. <laughs> right, two aisles of chips. Everything can be made into a chip. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you could and take all a, the different kinds of chips. You could take a perfectly good vegetable and turn it into a chip. Yes, 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 yes. You <laughs> it's so it's, but it's like, okay, I don't want to eat potato chips. Well, I eat, okay, so I eat whatever. You can beet, make your own beet, kale chips in the oven. Chips, you can dehydrate yeah. them in the oven. Well, that's that's better. Roast them a that's little That's better. A little, sprinkle a little. Uh, so they say, in almost 30 years, successive UK governments have proposed hundreds of wide-ranging policies attack to tackle obesity in England, but these are yet to have an impact on levels of obesity because amidst all this, the rate of obesity is skyrocketing, with all, notwithstanding the exhortations to get healthy. 
So, right. you know, they really, we've got to change the environment. How do you, how do you curb uh, industries, um, uh, inordinate influence on our food choices? Exactly. Well, it's big food and it's big agriculture that are also part of this, making the foods more hyper Enabled by, govern- by big government, yes. which create food policies mm-hmm. that are permissive and even uh, yeah. underwrite this with tax incentives That's and true. subsidies. That's true. Yeah. So it so, has to start there. Okay. So it's well, more from, from like a top-down perspective to to delve into all of this to see where what needs to be undone. You know, we don't want government telling want us to what to eat, but you know, no. but it is it it's like becoming a national security issue. Yeah. You know. Or just be, having those foods to be made uh, maybe a little more scarce, where people or again food deserts. If, if all you're left with are, are junk food options. And that's what you're going to choose. A lot of people still believe that the dollar meal at McDonald's or wherever is a good buy. You're getting bang for not. your buck. You're it's getting not. bang for your buck yeah. because because you're you're going to leave full. Yes. Okay. And that's really the criterion. It's right. like, hey, I've worked hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I deserve a treat, a reward, mm-hmm. uh, and I can save a lot of money. So right. w- why should I buy you know fresh produce exactly. and eat a salad? Yeah. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's something. That's something as well. There are a lot of obstacles to this, and you know, when you add to that the the lockdown and the COVID fifteen. Yeah. You know, the weight gain and so forth of people being indoors all the time. That's not helpful. The gyms being closed, all of that kind of thing. It's, yep. It's not helpful. Yep. We're Bad seeing insult we're, to injury. We're seeing it in our practice here. Yeah. Um, the effects yeah. of it. Uh, and the demoralization, you know, and the high levels of cortisol that keep fat on the body and That's so on true. and so on. That's true. Uh, anger, frustration, boredom, loneliness, mm-hmm. uh, all these. There are more factors. people using alcohol than there ever was before. Well, you notice the liquor narcotics. stores were an essential, but they never closed. Yeah. Never closed liquor stores. No. And then you can, you can get it delivered. <laughs> yeah. Liquor stores, tar- uh, Walmart. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. They were essential, but not anything else. Too bad. Anyway, yeah. uh, on to uh, hopefully more hopeful subjects. <laughs> we have an email from Judy. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. My husband gets discomfort in his calf sometimes when he walks at a fast pace. Okay, boom, right there. Yeah. Suggestion, claudication or yeah. uh, PAD, peripheral arterial disease. Yes. Blockage of the arteries to the legs, a yeah. circulatory problem. If he sits for a minute and then continues to walk fast, the pain goes away for a while and then comes back. That's characteristic of claudication. If he's on his feet a lot, casually walking around, there's no pain. Only when he walks quickly does he have this problem. He's 63. What can he do about it? Well, first he needs to get checked. Yes. He needs to get a a study. Some kind of... It's called a Doppler Doppler. study, uh, which will measure his circulation to his extremities. Mm-hmm. And uh, if necessary, uh, you know, an MRA or an imaging study, we would die to see if he has proper circulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, if that's the case, I mean, sometimes they, I mean, I'm, I'm just presuming it is this. Do you want to distinguish between an MRA and an MRI? An MRA more looks at, uh, MRI looks at soft tissue, but an MRA specifically looks at the arterial yeah. circulation. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you know, there are various ways mm-hmm. to work this up. Uh, you would see a peripheral vascular surgeon mm-hmm. 
who is capable of either putting in a graft or putting in a uh, stent, a stent to right. open things up. Mm. But short of that, you know, of what are some other things that help? Well, this does have to do with the mitochondria. And mitochondrial yeah. energy is important, so we use things like coenzyme Q10 and nicotinamide mm-hmm. riboside, uh, mm-hmm. also things that promote circulation, such as fish oil, fish oil, ginkgo. Thank you. Yeah. We both of us thought of the same yeah. time. Uh, we think of ginkgo for the brain, but ginkgo is good for peripheral good for circulation, circulation yeah. right? Yeah. Um, what would you think of pycnogenol for pycnogenol. sure? For sure. Would you think uh, of something like natokinase for something uh, like Perhaps this? for uh, reducing blood clots. There was a nice enzyme we used to use back in the day. Can I say that? Back in the day. Back in the day. Since I've been in practice with you since 2005. It was called vascuzyme. Vascuzyme, okay. And those are nice proteolytic product. enzymes. Yeah. Uh, Wobenzyme is Wobenzyme another is one, go- potentially. Yes, another. Um, mm-hmm. In men... We can give testosterone to enhance circulation. Mm, it actually mm-hmm. enhances circulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, nitric oxide. Let's not forget the nitric oxide co- uh, connection. Yes. We might use some beet extract. Yeah. Uh, the Berkeley Life product uh, is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually have a sample of that <laughs> in my desk. Uh, Berkeley Life Professional. Nitric oxide support. It's available Wonderful. on Fullscript. Yep. And that is one of the very, things very that we might use to dilate the arteries and promote circulation. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's Judy, but I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Maybe we're off. We're talking hypothetically. We don't know if that's his diagnosis. If that's his diagnosis. Exactly. He needs a workup. Right. Judy. Yeah. It's not about ask us what supplement to take. He needs a workup. Oh, first. and the, yeah. all the more so because <clears throat> this is a portent of cardiovascular problems Yeah. because by the time you have blockage in your leg arteries, it's likely you have blockage in your carotid arteries and or your coronary arteries. Mm -hmm. So it's good to highlight this early so that we can get on top of those things. Yeah. Okay. Judy, thank you for that question. Best of luck to your husband. We've got an email from Stephanie. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. (laughs) I go, happy you year. Happy you year. (laughs) Happy you That's a good idea. That's good. I have a friend who's 53 years old, 5 feet tall, 100 pounds. That's actually perfect if you're a woman. Who was diagnosed with having chill blains. She's often in terrible pain. Her doctor- that sounds like a, something out chill of a Dickens blains. novel. Yeah. I've, you know, I've got dropsy. Oh, I've got like, chill blains. Chill blains. I was thinking chitlins. I'm like, no, that's not it. Chill blains. <laughs> <laughs> chill blains. Her doctor told her it would just go away by itself. She walks five miles every morning, no matter what the weather. No. Wonderful. So cold exposure. Yeah. Probably got that way these cold winter New Jersey well, what, days. What, let's see, what are chill, what are chill, chill blains? blains? They're like little nodules that form due to cold exposure. Yeah. I think they're like... They're almost like, like what? It's almost edema. Like cold burns cold, or something. Yeah. 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 And they're painful. Yeah. Apparently. Oh, my goodness. Is there any supplement she could take to help her circulation? She has well, osteopenia, but she's otherwise healthy. She rarely gets sick. She takes vitamin D. She takes uh, vitamin C, all of that good quality multi, some probiotics. Well, I mean, I would certainly recommend you know, better hand protection. You know, for people who have poor circulation, yeah. they can use electric gloves. Yeah. Some people get that on their feet. Yeah. Chill blains. I just got these amazing gloves for because mm. no winter gloves were working for me. So I sprang for like the, the fanciest, most expensive winter gloves. And it's a trick because you, you, you can get wonderful, you know, uh, mittens, 
but then you can't work the controls on your bike. Right. So you have to have both mobility and uh, and protection. Yeah. So anyway, they, I tested them out this weekend at about 36 degrees. And when you're moving fast, you know, you do get uh, an, a, uh, uh, the, uh, what do you call it, air chill, um, a wind right, chill factor. Right, a wind chill factor, right. Yeah. And it was a little windy. So uh, some people use electric gloves. Huh. You know, you can actually put a like little... Like an electric blanket. Yep. There are also they glove warmers that you could put in the microwave. Yep. Mm-hmm. My husband is actually yep. using them in yep. the cold weather. Doing when he works, the right, because his hands will get Puts numb. Him, and exactly. He, and he loses control. Yes, yeah. yes. Right. So that um, helps. Okay, so, you know, what to do for children. I think it is one of those tincture of time things that will pass. Things that help circulation. We just mentioned some things that help circulation uh, yeah. earlier. Pycnogenol, among them, uh, ginkgo, Fish, and so on. Um, she, mm-hmm. They might even apply some... Um, um, topical um, uh, CBD, you know, because mm. it's painful. Yeah. You know, rub it in, see if that's yeah. going to relieve the discomfort. Yeah. Um, you know, come to think of it, you know, I'm feeling my fingers now. You know, my fingers were cold and numb. And I do have a little residual discomfort from the weekend. It was a couple of days ago. Okay. Uh, do I have chill blinds? No, but m- mm. there is something when you, your hands get very cold yeah. that there's a little injury that occurs to your yeah. fingertips. Mm-hmm. You know, so... And by the way, never put them in hot, hot water. No, no, Only not right warm, away. Only warm, tepid water. Right, because Otherwise, you're really injured, yeah. Exactly. And the temptation exactly. is you want to warm up fast. You don't want to do that. Yeah. That's like, you know, it's it's sort of frostbite, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is there a relationship with frostbite and chill veins? I think it's almost, it's a matter of degree. Um, mm. That's interesting. So these gloves that you have that you use while you're biking, it's got kind of a wind-breaking Effect too, well, right? there are also gloves that uh, have a, um, uh, they're like called lobster gloves, which take, ah. see on a bike you need at least uh, yes. a couple of fingers together to move the levers and the yeah. gears. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, does it have to do with your grip? Because that could be cutting off certain Well, absolutely has to do, because my, right? my hands get numb sometimes from long bike rides just from resting on the handlebars. Yeah. Uh, for really cold weather, what I've invested in, you know the, the the delivery people around here, they put like plastic bags around their uh, handlebars. Yes. And some of the, you know, motorcyclists know this, is that they have, the only way to keep your hands uh, warm is to have like uh, leather um, or, or neoprene covers yeah. on your um, handlebar because they go much faster yeah. and then, than bike riders. Mm-hmm. And so I actually, I'm going to experiment. I just, I don't know if it's going to work or if it's going to mm-hmm. look, it's probably going to look really dumb, but it, it's going to protect <laughs> so my hands. If it protects your hands, that's a yeah, good thing. I've got yeah. some of those in the mail and I'm going to try them out this weekend. Okay, very good. Very good. So, yeah. Uh, Stephanie. Best of luck to your friend. Wow. Wow. So thanks for circulation. Extra warm socks, maybe. Something like that. Yeah. They says, here's the symptoms of chill blains and frost nip are actually quite different. Frost nip? N- frost nip. Not bite? Fr- it, frost a, nip. Well, it's, there's a bite and there's a nip. A nip is a little less than a bite. I've never heard of frost nip before in my life. It's like... It's a little. It's just like a little, just it's a little frostbite. Just a little bit of frostbite. <laughs> right. The symptoms of chillblains and frost nip are qu- actually quite different. Chillblains present with slight swelling of the toes and redness. The toes and forefoot have a dull ache that is not relieved by rest. With frost knit, the effective skin blisters and has a red, brown, or wheat-colored r- crust. Oh. So okay. So in other words, it one chillblains is more of a reaction to the cold. Frost nip is actually, or frostbite is actually, 
damage, mm-hmm. you know, where the, mm-hmm. it's almost like a, like a burn where you're peeling, you know, after that. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And this is not like related to Raynaud's, is it? Well, it, it could be. I it think people be. with circulatory problems could have that. But Raynaud's is more, um, you know, it's more subjective, mm. you know, that it... You're, and is that more in the hands than in the feet? Raynaud's? I mean, it is subjective in that you're not getting enough circulation, but you get a shutdown of your blood circulation. It's more in the hands, but it can be in the feet. Hmm. Um, okay. All right. See, they say chillbrains. Um, chillblains. Chillblains occur with chronic cold conditions and the presence of moisture. Think damp, cold British castle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, AKA yeah. Charles Dickens. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Chillblains, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's referenced burning type books. of pain a burning type of pain okay well there you go Stephanie we have an email from Laura I purchased clear nasal spray but before I use it I have a question one of the ingredients is grapefruit seed extract right I'm taking a torvastatin okay 10 milligrams okay Will it be a problem with the grapefruit seed extract? Well, that's a really interesting question because there's... Grapefruit. Uh, first of all, the answer is no, but I'll, yeah. I'll explain why. Uh, grapefruit uh, is something that accelerates the metabolism of certain drugs. Yes. And hence, they get broken down more rapidly. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm trying to remember the name of the en- enzyme. Hopefully, by the end of this question, I'll remember it. Okay. Either, either they get broken yeah. down or they get accentuated. Yes. You know, so... Oh, it, it it blocks the detoxification. It blocks of the detoxification, rate. making it rendering right. it more potent. Oh, so I get it backwards. Yeah, I get. But you, I you, I got your gist. Right, no, <laughs> but you're right. It's okay. So it would actually it slows down increase detox. the level of the statin drug and yes. certain other drugs yeah. that you take, mm. as opposed to the opposite effect would be St. John's Wort, which actually. Uh, works on the cytochrome uh, P450 to accelerate the breakdown. I see. So it's the opposite of the grapefruit effect. So there's like, so one accentuates and the other one um, diminishes the effects. So the answer is, uh, and you can look up grapefruit side effects. There's plenty of tables on that. Yes. It's actually had a, there's so many people taking statins that it's had a major impact on the grapefruit industry. I don't think they serve grapefruit now for a long time in hospitals. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's there. Yes, because it affects them. Somebody call and tell me if I'm wrong, but right. it's well, been a long so, time. But the, there's a minuscule amount of grapefruit seed extract yeah. in the nasal thing. It's not going to get into your systemic exactly. circulation it's very much. Exactly, more of a wash. Yeah, it, it's minimal. So yeah. you'd have to drink like four to eight ounces of grapefruit juice to get that effect. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's not a, a terrible effect. In fact, what it might mean is if you are a consistent grapefruit drinker, you could take less of your statin. Yeah. And you, it's, it's like hamburger helper for your statin. So you pay less for the statin, you yeah. just buy some grapefruit juice or right. eat half your grapefruit every day or something. Right. It, it's like not that. a horrible thing to, to take. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's naringin is a wonderful uh, uh, polyphenol, so it's really mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, has you get a lot of beneficial too, effects in grapefruit, in red grapefruit, red grapefruit, you get the some pink grapefruit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So Laura, there not you to go. worry, not to worry. Yeah, not, not to, to worry. worry. And why is the grapefruit uh, seed extract in there? Because it's a natural antimicrobial, and it enhances the uh, antibacterial effect of the mm-hmm. uh, xylose. Yeah. Xylitol. Xylitol. Antibacterial. You'll also find uh, another 
uh, something else called, uh, you'll also find like in a, in maybe some uh, skincare preparations, lotions and things, rosemary or rosemary oil because it's a potent anti uh, antimicrobial as well. It's also well, an antioxidant. Exactly. It's antioxidant a wonderful antioxidant. Too. Yeah. So that even maybe oregano oil or mm-hmm, something, mm-hmm. but rosemary more than I think oregano would be too strong. too Italian. It's like yeah. you know, it's like it's like what <laughs> is you this know, lotion you, or pizza? Yeah, Ooh, you smell like a pizza. Is this today. a gravy or right. is this? A... I mean, if you like, if you like <laughs> to smell like a pizza, then. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, all right. We've got we've got an email from Michael. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. If one decided to take the vaccine, and we're talking about the vaccine for, for COVID, right? Would you advise the person to select, if able, from one from any of the companies, or would you prefer one company's vaccine over others? Are there trade-offs? And he has a follow-up question to this. Okay, so Guess what? That's a big question, yeah. and we're nearing our time allotment for part one. So let's take that up in part in two. In part two, okay. Uh, we divide our podcast in two parts. In part two, we'll take up the question of which vaccine is the safest and most effective, Yeah. if at all. If at all, right. Okay. I'm Dr. Ronald Hobbs today with Layla Mutin. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla Radio program at AOL.com is the destination for questions. We're gratified that in 2021, you're sending us many of your great questions, and we'll tackle some of those in part two coming up.